Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hi there. We are the Faith Life Sisters and we are back. It has been a wonky, what, six months since we were last together, really. Um, at least studying through what Insights was working through, which is kind of how we started. Um, I guess it was March when everything started closing down. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And we're already at the end of summer, the beginning of fall. So we're moving back into a good routine. Um, and we are going to be, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be um, talking about Ruth. And we're going to be studying through Ruth. And just as a little reminder about who we are, we are, as you heard Angie say, we are four women who love Jesus and we like spending time with each other, even if we are spending time in our own houses. <laughs> so um, I'm Suzanne. I have two teenagers and um, I'm a student. I've gone back to school and um, my husband and I have been married for 20 years um, and lived all over the country and we're settled here for now and um, get to spend some time with these women. So do you guys want to jump in and just give a little reminder about who we are? I'm Terry and usually you'll hear me reading scripture. Um, that's my part in this podcast and it is good to be back together uh, as it were. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, uh, let's see, we've been married uh, 40, coming up on 43 years. I have two adult children and an um, eight-year-old granddaughter who's awesome. Um, we're going to be trying some remote learning this year. So out there, pray. <laughs> pray for me and all the other moms and grandmas who are doing this, dads, whoever. Um, yeah. That's it. Great. Angie? I'm Angie, and um, I have been married a long time, too. have four adult children and one precious little granddaughter. Um, I work. I have a real estate business, and I love that. Um, but more than anything, I love sharing the Word of God. So this is, this is the highlight of my life is to be able to spend this time with these ladies and with all of you that are listening um, to really talk about God's word and, and hopefully for it to come alive for everyone that hears it um, because it is alive and it changes us. It draws us nearer to God. Um, I love getting to know more about him. Um, you know, when you've got a great love story in your life, you want to share it with everybody and as much as I love my husband and my children and my family, I love the Lord. And that has been, oh, now I'm going to get all um, teared up. Mm -hmm. That has been the greatest love story of my life. Mm -hmm. Rosemary? Yeah, <laughs> I will. And then we, we also, we have a faithless sister with us too. We have Ethel, her mom. So we love it when her mom's there. She's kind of listening in as much as she can. She's really hearing Angie's perspective and just hearing her daughter talk about God. It's so mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I'm happily married, and um, it's almost it's going to be almost 40 years. I have two grown sons. One lives in the country. One lives outside the country. And the one who's outside of the country is married with twins. They are 20 months old and all that, and a lot of fun. Um, and for my job, I do, um, I'm a mental health counselor. So I um, counsel people psychologically and do stuff like that. But I very much like Angie, is like what I really stand on and what I really go to is God. That's, that undergirds everything that is so important to me. So, and I'm so excited to be back. And with everybody, I just can't stop smiling. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that's just kind of a little catch up um, for those of you who are new um, to joining us as we talk through these different series. Um, like I mentioned before, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks talking about Ruth. Um, if you want to have some paperwork to go with this, if you want to have homework to go with this, there are some fabulous resources. You can go to um, insightsbiblestudy.com com org might be an org might be an I think org. it's an org yeah. insights bibles just google insights bible study and you can find it right there um and that'll give you a, if you are a paperwork homework kind of person then you can um just download and print this and um you can have your own little small group so you can be kind of like we are just sitting around talking about it mm-hmm. so and if that's not your jam awesome just pop us in while you're driving down the road and you can get a little bit of Jesus. So a lot of ridiculousness from us. It's it's amazing though. I, it was like, I'm thinking, Oh, I think God wanted this podcast for me to listen to because I've listened to it through the summer, just re-listened to a lot of episodes Mm -hmm. and it did exactly what was intended. It was just this little lift in my faith. It was a break from politics and COVID and everything else going on. It was like, Oh God, how nice. And so that's a really nice option. Just listening. When I, um, when you're recording, at least for me, I'm like, when I go back and listen, because I love listening to them, I'm like, oh, oh, did I say that? (laughs) Because you're in it and you don't, I don't always remember what I say or, or, you know, how it sounds and it's, it's fun to listen. Yeah. Well, you will find that we, um, we definitely love what we're talking about and we're passionate about Jesus, um, but we're we're real, and that's you're just gonna get what you get with us. So <laughs> we're learners. We're learners, just like everyone else. That's right, exactly. Well, we um, are gonna spend today with a little bit of background um, of the Book of Ruth, and we're gonna talk about Ruth, like I have mentioned several times for the next couple of weeks. But today. Um, we're going to read one verse in the entire book of Ruth, and then we're going to jump backwards. So, Terry, you want to kind of um, fill us in there? Yep. Ruth 1.1 from the NIV. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Spoiler alert, that wife was Ruth. That is not true. That no, wife, no, Naomi. No, no it was Naomi. Naomi. <laughs> yeah. And the sons. Super spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. The no. sons were the, one of the sons was the husband of Ruth. So that's yes. a little bit of context. Context. Yeah. Now we're going to go back into Judges so that we have a little bit of historical context as to what's going on in the world um, in this time little bit of um, 
Yeah. Context and background. Right. Um, So from Judges, chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 10 through 13. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served Baal and the Ashtoreths. Right. The so, never-ending cycle. It mm-hmm. is. And this, yeah. is the, this is the nation of Israel who was um, delivered from slavery through Exodus. And Moses, you know, brought the people. Pharaoh, let my people go. Mm-hmm. And they go. And then they wander around because they can't get their heads on straight and do what God has told them to do. And they end up, Moses dies, Joshua leads them over then they are the, the nation of Israel there. And then this is what is happening right after. And that's that past generation that Terry just said, once those gener- that generation was gone and delivered to their ancestors, which is a very biblical way of saying they're dead. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> so that's, that's what's happening there for a little bit of wider context. Um, and they've just turned their back on God. And we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast about how could that happen in one generation that they could have forgotten what God had done for for their ancestors, for their parents. Um, And Suzanne, you brought up an interesting point, something that you'd read. Um, Yeah, there was um, a study that I read dealing with some cultural anthropology, and I can't remember if it was three generations or five generations but it's one of the two um, without somebody actively remembering and actively telling stories and talking about events or people. I've generated for that memory to be completely wiped out. Like it never happened. Like it was never in existence. Mm -hmm. And that we think about that. That's really quickly. But then you think here in Judges, they said one generation. One generation. One. Wow. Well, one of the things that happened was when they entered into the promised land, God had told them to kill the people that lived there, to go just wipe them out. And while that may sound cruel to us, that was for the Israelites' protection because he knew that those other religions in particular and those other cultures would change his people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly what happened. You know, they they lived in those lands with those um, foreign nations and were influenced greatly by them to the point that they were worshiping the foreign gods, not our God, um, and practicing cultural practices that were not their cultural practices. So they lost their faith. I think it's a good warning for us that we can be influenced by culture as well. Um, And we need to, you know, have a guard up that we don't forget our God when we're trying to, you know, be accepting and loving and um, that we still serve the Lord God Almighty and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we can love everybody, but we do need to be careful that we don't um, fall into believing something that's not in the Word of God. 
or accepting something that our word says or God's word says is not acceptable. Rosemary, you were talking earlier about um, a, a list mm-hmm. um, of different things like that their culture would be, accept this. But if you're a believer and a follower of God and Jesus, that's you don't do those things. Is, can you remember? Yeah, there's some there's some things about it. The I'm not going to read the whole list, but it's a lot of what Angie was talking about. If you worship the idols then you're accepted. Your business is accepted. You create community with people, other people who are doing that. And so um, to come in, and the Jewish people have consistently had to separate themselves from the cultures that they live in um, by their Sabbath, by the different rituals, by the practices, the traditions that God has set up for them. Um, but when you're in a country and you decide to accept the idols, you'll, you, don't, you don't have to change your life. You just do what everybody else does, and it's easy. And you look like you're accepting, and you look like, and you are accepting, right? And you are um, connected to that culture and probably not connected to God. Because some of the things with God is he has an ethical standard. He does expect your life to change. Your life will change. Guess what? Your business relationships, they might be hindered. But that's not who you depend on. You depend on God, and he creates that prosperity for you, however he sees fit with that. Um, Yeah, the other part too with these, when we talk about Baal and Ashtaroth and all that, so there were temple prostitutes. There's a lot of prostitution going on. Um, A lot of sensuality, right, in the worship of those false gods. Yes, that was in opposition to what God's belief in sensuality was. He didn't have temple prostitutes or anything like that. But the other part, what Baal did, they sacrificed their children. Mm-hmm. Right, they they burned them. Right, they burned that's their children. One of the ones the fire. that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of evil practices, not just um, not tithing on Sundays or something like that. <laughs> it was was way over the line, and it, it is amazing too, Suzanne. When you're talking about it, it's like, yeah, how did this happen in one generation? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I think it's very important that we that we note that this is not just um, a case of (laughs) we don't do the same things that you do. Like Rosemary said, you know, it's not just a simple, like we don't tithe on Sundays and you do, or, you know, you don't go to church on Wednesdays and we do or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is like in your face, 100% in your face, opposite of what God has instructed that people do, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's, um, it's just every red flag that you can possibly imagine that these people are coming up against, which is why God was like, you got to wipe these people out because that's going to infiltrate you. It was not a, we don't eat the same food. We don't speak the same language issue. It was a, these people are straight up bad news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think it's really important that we make very clear that this is not a, we look different than you. This is a, we're going to sacrifice our, sacrifice our children in order to try and influence someone instead of trusting on God's promises. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm still sitting with the, it took a generation. And, and a part of that is I, I just wonder where their traditions were. What were they practicing? It's in, and it's something we just always have to be careful of for us. If we come into this place of prosperity and rest, it's easy for me when things are, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. As I get older, 
it's almost like I, I almost have this constant conversation with God. So when happy things happen, I'm like, yes, God, this is awesome. You're going to love this. You're going to be so excited about this. He's like, yeah, I know. Okay, go ahead. You know, but it's like, but it was originally, as I started walking with God, it was like, I'd only go to him in the bad times, mm-hmm. you know, or I, I knew he was there, but I just didn't depend on him. I didn't trust on him. And now as I've gotten older, it's, it's, it's expanded into the happy times, you know, um, a lot, just a lot of praise and worship kind of seems like that's the way I walk right now. But this is years and years and years. And I, I'm just, I keep going back to one generation, right? And who was standing up? Who's standing up in our generations? As, as we walk through, how are we showing our generations, our next, our kids about God, yeah. right? And about what he's expecting and about what he's saying, mm-hmm. you know? And how is it different from the, what, what we're in right now. Anyway, I kind of went off on that, but it's like, that's kind of where I couch all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Israelites are knee deep in their uh, worship of false gods. And um, so what happens when the people, you know, blatantly ignore everything God has told them for their own good and their own safety. Mm -hmm. Um, They, you know, they just turn away. And so the thing that God does is he allows the other nations of the land to come over, come to and raid them, plunder them, mm-hmm. take them captive, um, causes them a lot of hardship. So then once again, they'll turn back to God and they'll say, oh boy, we've, you know, we've messed up, blah, blah, you know, yeah. and so God lets them be oppressed for a little while and then he'll send in this time he sent a judge to tell them about that and to tell them how to get out of this and and bring them back to the lord and, and as long as they were with the judge it was well but when the mm-hmm. judge died then they would just immediately turn back turn back to sin and yeah. it was like this was a pattern that was like over and over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. angie brought up the chicago bill, bulls <laughs> the three peat over and over, over and, and over again. again. Yeah, I was, lived in Chicago during that time, so ooh. I was all about that. I'm Rosemary, sure so happy. I love. Okay, and by the way, as a psychologist, I love the bad boys because they <laughs> messed messed with their heads, and I I was like so happy about it. So anyway, we'll just put sports aside. <laughs> like we won't no. do that. But in oh, some of the go ahead. over and over again. In one of the commentaries that I read, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, why would God allow his people to be oppressed, to be pressured, to be violated, to be warred against? Um, And I read this sentence in the commentary that that I really thought kind of said it well. When the people's sin reaches its full measure, then God's mercy gives way to his judgment. And I, and I really thought about that. So think of God has a, a wall built up here, right, for your protection. But when sin presses against that wall so long and so hard, eventually that mercy gives way and God's judgment has to appear. So he uses that judgment to bring them back um, into right standing with him, to bring repentance, to make them realize that they need him. Um, because 
like you, Rosemary, I'm just blown away that over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. they, they fall away. You know, they get right and then they fall away and they get right and they fall away. Now they don't have the Holy Spirit in them like we do today. And so we have a little extra help, even though I have to say, I sure have plenty of times in my life where I've backslidden and come back and backslidden and come back. Mm -hmm. Same here. I'm just grateful that I don't live in a time where I might've, you know, burned one of my kids at the stake to sacrifice him to a false god or your kids um, are pretty happy about that too yeah (laughs) Yeah. they're really happy about that (laughs) the way i figure it the firstborn my brother would have been out of here but i was okay (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but uh, yeah is you're right like we do that and and the other thing about it is god we want that justice we want that justice we want that balance we want that justice in this world we cry out for that Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and God will provide that. He is a just and good God. The other thing is, is this, we need to choose him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always offers that opportunity for us to not choose him. And that's, I think, a piece of relationship. You know, when we choose him and choose his ways that may not look, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's the matter of free will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that God is, he is big and he is powerful and he could say, okay, it's my way or the highway for every single one of you right now mm-hmm. and be done with it. But he gives us that free will to say, you know what? I want to pursue you. I want to live by your rules. I want to be in relationship with you because that's true, authentic relationship, which is mm-hmm. just what he longs for. Mm-hmm. Well, the very last verse in Judges says, in those days, Israel had no king and everyone did as he saw fit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that's the, the place where free will comes in. You know, we can do what we think is right, what we see as fit. Um, that may not be the best thing for us. And I think the Israelites certainly found that to be the case, um, that doing what seemed right in their eyes was not necessarily right in God's eyes. Right. First Corinthians 3 um, says, the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. Like, yeah, that pretty much that sums, sums it up, it up. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So these are all things mm-hmm. to keep in mm-hmm. mind as we progress um, through Ruth, because this is what's going on. This is um, where they have come from. This is the, the people Um, that they will be interacting with. This is their history and their legacy of God loving them and redeeming them and then them turning their backs and then God saying, okay, you're mine. And then them turning their backs and then God saying, you're mine. And just that redeemed redemption over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. So we'll see that um, kind of play itself out coming up here too. So, yep, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah going to be awesome. Well, Angie, you want to pray for us as we wrap up today? I'd love to. Great. Thanks. Father, thank you again for this time that you've given us to um, dip into your word, to, um, to commune with you and with each other. Father, we love this fellowship. Um, you're so good to us. You're right here in the midst of us because you've promised that whenever we get together, you're right here with us. And so thank you for being here with us and for leading us and guiding us as we talk about your word. Um, Father, I pray for everyone that's listening, um, that you will speak to their hearts and show them that um, you have a way 
and it may be different than what they're thinking it should be, but your way is Jesus, and your way is laid out in the Word for us so that we can know who you are and know what you think and know what you feel about things so that we can learn to trust in you and depend on you and rely on you. So, Father, I pray that you will strengthen us um, and that as we read your word, it will really become a part of us um, because we don't want to be falling away and coming back and falling away and coming back. We want to be steady, Father, and steadfast in your love and in relationship with you and in your word. Father, thank you that you have given us your word so that it can be the final authority for us so that when we have questions about our behavior or how we should treat other people, we have a place that we can go that lays it out pretty clearly, you know, that we are to love you with all of our heart, soul, and strength, and that we're to love each other as we love ourselves. So, Father, thank you again for today and for the blessing of being together and being in your word. And we just praise you and we worship you and we honor you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>